This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Mike Ellison. Tuesday's a big day this week, guys. This past Tuesday, everybody got out there. Everybody did the right thing. Everybody participated. I hope. I hope so. For the sake of our democracy, for the sake of, you know, what's right and good in the world, uh, I hope everybody got out there, went to their uh, proper polling places, and cast the vote that we all know that mattered so much. The most important vote in our lifetimes. I'm not being ridiculous when I say that. It was the most important thing to vote for ever in the history of mankind. And that, of course, was this year's uh, week nine rookie of the year, uh, rookie of the week uh, campaign done by Pepsi for the NFL. And that was to vote Sauce Gardner rookie of the week. That was the most important thing to get out there and vote for on Tuesday. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious? Isn't that, don't you just love those people that just go out there and <laughs> every day, you gotta vote. Don't forget to vote. Voting's so important. You can't complain if you don't vote. George Carlin's got a great bit making fun of that. It's so good. Where he talks about if you do vote, you don't have a right to complain. Only the people that don't vote have the right to complain. Because they didn't choose whoever ends up in office. It's an awesome bit and I highly recommend it. I'm not going to steal a great comedian's bit especially a great dead comedian's bit but there's a logical point he's making a logical point about the importance that we uh throw on to voting every every election every two years you know we got to listen to this fucking diatribe about the importance of voting how it's the most important election ever. And it's so important. You got to get out there and vote. You got to get out there and vote. And the funniest thing about it is these people that are going out and they, you know, 
They're pounding their chests about get out there and vote, get out there and vote. I bet if you told them you were voting, they'd go, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You go out there and you vote. That's the right thing to do. But then you go, yeah, but I'm going to vote for whatever candidate you don't like. You know what I mean? Like not the one you're rooting for. And then once they hear that, they're like, oh, well, I mean, I don't know why you do that. That's the worst. No, don't do that. Now they don't want you to vote. They'd be happier if you didn't vote. When they find out that you might vote for the candidate that they don't want you to vote for. Now they're starting to think maybe it'd be better off if you didn't vote, but everybody else votes. Everybody else got to vote because it's the most important election ever. But you don't vote because I know who you want to vote for. And I don't like the guy that you're voting for. So unless you're going to change your mind and vote for the guy that I do like or girl or lady, you know, candidate, or I guess, or I mean, if you really want to be a dick about it, you know, whatever lying scumbag you have chosen to align yourself with. Um, yeah, then then you can vote if you if you align with my lying scumbag as opposed to the other side's lying scumbag. I uh, then I can get behind you. But it's become more and more obvious that it's just. It's. It's such a bullshit thing, you know, like I don't allow myself to get crazy over elections anymore. I'm not doing it. It took me a few years, you know, I remember, you know, I mean, I think back to 2016 and I and I I've, I've said this before, not a big Trump guy, didn't like him when he was just a reality TV show host, let alone when he's running for the highest office in the land. I did not want him to win. And then, you know, I remember people being out there. Being, it's the most important election ever. We can't let Trump win. So vote for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's when you hear that sentence, like when you don't you just go, yeah, that sounds awful too. Like it's all awful. All options were awful, and there was no good choice you know I mean and it this has been documented not just I mean I, I mentioned the Carlin bit but like I'm just thinking about in comedy in general how many times it's been hit on this point that I'm making myself right now but like you know South Park did the uh the giant douche versus the turd sandwich which was a great episode <laughs> They had to elect one as the new mascot of the school. And everybody was arguing about it, like, which one is really good. I'd rather have the turd sandwich than the douche. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, the Simpsons Halloween special many, many moons ago did a great thing about uh, Kang versus Kodos when it was uh, the two aliens and they take over Clinton and Dull. And, you know, it's basically whatever one you you elect sucks. You know what I mean? Whatever one you elect is literally going to enslave the human race for the rest of the time. 
And Homer's got the great line at the end when Marge is like, why do we have to build a ray gun to point at a planet we never even heard of? And Homer goes, hey, don't look at me. I voted. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. It's a great fucking moment. And, you know, I just, I can't help but see all that stuff and then just see the state of our political uh, atmosphere nowadays and just be like, holy fuck. Like, the South Park writers, the Simpsons writers, George Carlin, like, great comedic minds throughout time have all seen the same thing that I'm seeing now because I'm a great comedic mind. No, let's calm it down with the arrogance. (laughs) But, no, it's just the facts, man. It's just, and obviously more people than comic writers have seen this themselves and have pointed out the, uh, awfulness of our two-party system but what I'm trying to say is that like you know at least in the world that I pay attention to it's come up a bunch of times and it's always you know it always rings true to me it always has and it and it's only gotten more intensified the more extreme the uh the two sides of our political divide have become I mean, I, I'm personally trying to work out a joke right now where basically I'll, I'll share the basic idea with you is where I look at both sides of our, uh, you know, the extremist sides of our political divide at this point, And they've both become the same guy. And that guy is the guy who goes to the strip club and thinks that the dancers like them. That's what both sides of our political system have become. Where they go, yeah, that's true for everybody else, but it's different for me. She actually likes me. She told me we can go on a date sometime. She held my hand while she walked me to the VIP room to take my money. Because that's all they're there to do is take your money. That's all they ever want. They don't want you to be happy. They don't care if they, you know, your life is improved or anything about you. They don't give a fuck about you. Matter of fact, not only do they not give a fuck about you, they most likely hate you. It's not even just indifference. They think of you as a peasant, as a moron, as a useless, just, you know, mark to be, to be had, to be fucking bent over and fucked. And that's... You know, basically what this is, that's what our political system is, is two parties that don't care about you. They don't have real agendas to fix problems in society. They don't, um, they're not motivated to really change the world for, to, to a better place. They're motivated to keep the party in power. They're motivated to keep themselves in power. They're motivated to uh, make themselves money. I mean, how how many times are we going to see a, a fucking, you know, senator or congressperson or anybody at any level of government who's working a job where maybe they make, you know, they make a decent salary. They're making six figures, 100 grand. 120 grand, 150 grand, something like that. Then all of a sudden they're a fucking millionaire. 
How do they end up a millionaire when they're making, you know what I mean? Like, how does that, how does that happen? They can't just be that good at saving. You don't become, you don't get $10 million overnight because of your $100,000 job. It don't add up. It's because they're all liars. They're all corrupt. And they're all out to do the same thing, which is to fuck the little guy and to benefit themselves, to keep themselves happy, to keep themselves in power, to keep themselves just with a fucking false sense of, you know, uh, entitlement. And uh, until we as a country actually really examine this, until we as a country really just admit that this is the truth of it, it's never going to get better. Like the people need to waken up a little bit and stop with the fucking, you know, this side's evil and my side's righteous. Like, no, like actually the truth of the matter is uh, whatever side is evil and so is the other side. They're both kind of evil. You know, like it's a matter of sometimes one side's more evil than the other. You know, it's a Wednesday morning and maybe today the Republicans are a little more evil than the Democrats. Maybe whatever the Republicans are scheming is a little more evil than the Democrats. But don't worry, because by next Wednesday... The Democrats could have some fucking fucked shit up right up their sleeve. And, you know, they'll come back with that and we'll see how evil that is, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe it's not necessarily evil. It's not always evil. Sometimes it's just stupid. Sometimes it's just really bad ideas that aren't going to help anybody. Sometimes it's not, uh, you know. There's a spectrum is all I'm trying to say. You know, that it's not always uh, some master plan. I don't think it's everybody's. They're just a bunch of like reverse vampire geniuses or something like plotting to, you know, it's not like, you know, James Bond villains get together at Congress every day. I think it's I think it's a little less, um, you know, blatant than that but there is like a balancing ground of just like fuckery and scumbaggery and it's and it's common in their world you know what I mean like that's their entire world out there in in DC where like they just everybody's kind of this cutthroat scumbag and (laughs) if you're not a cutthroat scumbag you're fall, you're putting yourself behind in the race. You're not uh keeping up with the Joneses, if you will. You know, like everybody thought it was going to be like this big refreshing thing getting like uh you know, what's her fa- fucking name? Uh AOC in the Congress like, "Oh, she's going to get in there. She's going to start you know, fucking spinning up some change." You know, but the truth of the matter is she's outgunned. This is a fuck. It's big business down there that they've been doing for fucking generations. You ain't walking in there and just changing it overnight. 
No, they're not going to let you. The handlers aren't going to let her. You know what I mean? Even if that's what you intended to do. Instead, they'll just be like, nah, do like a do like a Twitter spaces or a fucking Instagram live every couple of days and say something about the evil Republicans and we could talk about your Green New Deal that's never going to get passed and we'll blame the Republicans for that and not that there was totally unrealistic expectations built into the bill and that's why it would ever, never fucking go through. No, listen, we'll blame, just blame the Republicans, get out there, and everybody will still think you're one of the common folk who cares about the little guy. And that's a good look for us because... But that's it's all bullshit. You get what I'm saying here? It's all bullshit. Even if she's genuinely actually wants to do the right things, they're never going to let her. It's never going to happen. So, you know, I listen. I know I'm painting a very uh, grim picture of our political uh, system. I know it's... It's not a positive podcast today, I guess. You know, it's not sunshines and rainbows. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a light. And there is a way to, um, you know, get past this, um, I guess, you know, dark cloud of misery, if you will. And it's very simple. It's very simple. And it, it's not going to require a lot of effort. I mean, it will in the sense that we have to get a collective together involved in this to really, we got to get a real good grassroots movement going here. But what's the simple part is that nobody's going to have to try hard to make this happen. But it's going to take time to actually get people on board with it and that is what I would do if I could run for office, a higher office, of course, one of the higher offices in the land, governor, senator, whatever. I would start a campaign basically about not voting. Don't vote. Don't participate. Cut yourself off from the... uh nonsense of the political world turn your back on your country in a sense that sounds awful but no in a sense just the miners you're turning a back on democracy in order to help democracy if that makes any sense so we we stop participating in elections until we see some changes between what we who we get to elect until we get to see um, some semblance of a human being out there as a candidate instead of either like uh, basically a brain dead robot, like half man hybrid who can barely think for himself or whatever can, you know, he can't speak a sentence sort of like I can't right now. Uh, you know, we got that or we just have like an evil troll monster 
who says things like, let's throw the reporters that say bad things about me in prison for the rest of their lives. They do it in other countries. Why can't we do that here? That's, (laughs) he said that, by the way. I'm pretty sure he said that. I saw an article about Trump wanting to throw dissenters into prison. Uh, So, you know, that's a good, that's a good place to get to. And hey, at least he's not president right now. Instead, we have, you know, uh, a fucking, a dead man who's being kept alive by some freaky uh, pseudoscience shit or whatever. I don't know. They wished into a monkey's paw. I don't know what it is that's keeping him afloat, but that's my point is you got to give me something better here. You can't give me uh, just repugnant narcissist or uh, dead guy and make me go, hey, this is the most important election of your life. You better get out there and participate. Pick the dead guy or the narcissist. The choice lies with you and it's the most important choice of your life. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's not really the most important choice in my life at all. Maybe the best choice I can make right now is to opt out of a fucking shit deal. And if we get enough people to opt out of the shit deal and say, this deal sucks, give me a better deal, they'll give us a better deal. Maybe that's a possibility. So... Just food for thought, you know? I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the room. Matter of fact, there's probably plenty of people listening to this going, this is the dumbest 20 minutes of any podcast I've ever listened to in my life. But, you know, I, like I said, you got to get out there and vote for what matters, which was Sauce Gardner for Rookie of the Week. He had like seven tackles, an interception that set up the the go-ahead touchdown. I mean, I Sauce Gardner's a candidate I can get behind. You know what I mean? He goes out there, he makes plays for the green and white. How do you not like a guy like that? Rookie, he, this kid's all over the field. He, I mean, he's defensive rookie of the year by a large margin. So him I'll go out and vote for. He's somebody I could support. The rest of these fucking crooks and scumbags that are running for political offices... No thanks. That's what I think we need in this country is that type of movement. Uh, That, you know, a non-vote movement. Like a candidate to run for office who basically comes up there and goes, hey, listen, I know you guys all support me. I know you're here at my rally. I know you guys are cheering for me because you want me to win. Well, guess what? What I want you to do this Tuesday, this election day, is I want you to go out there and I want you to do absolutely nothing. I want you to not show up to the polling places. I want you to not care. I don't want you to even watch the coverage. I want you to completely tune it out. Act like it's any other day. And that time you would have spent voting, do something for yourself. Ladies, go out and get that manicure or pedicure you deserve. Guys, go out and meet, the, meet your boys at the bar for a beer. Have a, watch the game. 
whatever it is, whatever it is you're into, you know, do something for yourself because this isn't helping you. Not at all. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your, um, it's just not good for you. That's really, that's really all I'm going with is it's not good for you to care so much about the results of the rich douchebags versus the rich douchebags. You know, that's, you know, I mean, like, obviously we all know from listening to this podcast, I put a lot of my uh, personal happiness and uh, reason reasons to stay alive uh, as far as, you know, on a sports team, on a football team that's basically disappointed me for over a decade. And I still think that that is a more worthwhile endeavor because right now they've, they're showing that they've turned it around. Like there's ebbs and flows in sports, you know, like no team can suck forever and ever. Eventually a broken clock is right twice a day and they're going to get it right. And the team's going to be competitive and good. That's kind of what's going on right now with the Jets, you know. I'm I'm very excited about the state of the Jets right now. And it only took really it really only took like a year and a half, 2 years. You know, a couple of drafts, a couple of free agent signings, and a new head coach, boom. We turned the thing around with politicians. I mean, it's going to take a lot more than that going to take a lot more than that to fix it so opt out opt out of the raw deal don't participate and just kind of hang back and I know I know there's somebody who's getting really mad listening to me go off you're just a privileged white piece of shit and that's why you could say you don't need to participate in elections because You don't have to worry about the results. And it's like, no, I do have to worry about the results. And trust me, I'm not happy with the results. I'm very much haven't been happy with the results, which is why I'm not going to uh, fight to try to create a result because neither result has worked out in recent history uh, to uh, be an effective leader. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, we have not come away with a result in either of our most, you know, of any of our most recent elections and been like, oh, wow, it's gotten really good. Look how much better we just made things. And we instantly know it. You have no idea. You have no idea after the election results come out whether the, the results are going to overall benefit or uh, hinder the country, you know what I mean? Like, you have no clue because everything is based off of promises and, you know, again, lies. I mean, we're dealing with lying scumbags. So lying scumbag lefty says, hey, I'm going to accomplish these 10 things if I get elected, while lying scumbag righty says, hey, I'm going to accomplish these 10 things if I get elected. And then everybody goes out and they vote and they vote and they vote. And then you just wait to get disappointed when either they don't come through with any of it or if they do come through with something, 
it's kind of bullshit and it's not what they said it was going to be because it was all bullshit. And it's always bullshit. It's always very disappointing. So, you know, that's what we need. It's time to opt out. It's time to put up a politician who's got the right idea in mind, which is not to vote. You get me a third-party candidate who says, let's not vote. Don't vote for me. Don't vote for him. Don't vote for her. Don't vote for either of these sides. And let's just opt out. And when the uh, voter turnout is uh, basically zilch, nada, and they don't have much to say, you know, the powers that be, the the Dems and the Repubs, they're kind of just sitting there going, uh, um, well, why didn't anybody show up? And then we can all go, we didn't show up because you all suck. You all suck. And you're all a bunch of fucking bullshit artists who uh, I personally do not want to uh, support. I do not want to see an office. And I think we should be able to have uh, more candidates. You know, I mean, think about it. Think about it just from that regard. Like, why is it that it always has to come down to just A or B? Why does it have to be a binary of zero or one? You know what I mean? If we're going to have a world with, you know, an endless amount of genders, which is fine by me. I Hey, whatever option works for you, whatever option, you know, you decide, whatever, you know, spectrum, whatever, whatever it is. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. People like options, you know? Imagine having an ice cream truck and you only had vanilla and chocolate. It's people are going to variety is the spice of life. So give me, you know, give me some variety. And why can't we have a variety of candidates? Why can't we throw together several options on the table and then make it based off of merit as opposed to just trying to be like, well, I think this person's less evil than this person or this person slight, uh, slightly sucks less than this person. So that's the way I'm going to vote. Most important election of our lifetimes. I'm going to pick the guy I think is slightly less shitty. Yay. It's garbage, folks. It's garbage and we all need to stop buying into it. So, that's my speech for the day. (laughs) Stop with the vote. Who cares about voting? It's a waste of time. And until we all kind of stand up and say that to them, to the powers that be, and say, hey, we know that this is a charade and it's bullshit. Um... Nothing's going to change. You know what I mean? We're just going to be stuck with the same old same watching these terrible debates between people we don't care about saying, making empty promises that they're never going to adhere to. And now we're getting more celebrities involved in it. So it's becoming even more of a bullshitty game. Dr. Oz is running. 
People want The Rock to run for president. I mean, enough. Enough. Enough with telling me that, you know, these elections are the most important thing in the world. How about the Jets come off the bye and get a win at, at New England? That's that's the most important thing in my world right now. That's what I value. And maybe we should all value that. Or whatever it is that is your escape from this nonsense. You know, maybe it's not football. For me, it's football. But for others, it could be, you know, baking. Whatever it is. Go make yourself a nice loaf of bread. It's better. It's better. It's Your energy is being spent towards something more positive and fulfilling than the world of politics. The podcast sensation known as a total degenerate podcast is back. That's right. The podcast you're listening to right now, a total degenerate podcast. You can find us on Instagram at a total degenerate podcast. How about you listen to a total degenerate podcast? Have I said the title of the podcast enough? Because the name of the podcast is a total degenerate podcast. So, hey, get on board. It's a great podcast. Uh, I say a lot of funny stuff. Ha, 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 ha. We talk about a little bit of football. We yell about the Jets. It's a good time. So tell your friends, subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Instagram, at a total degenerate podcast. And then you'll feel a bet, like a better human being because you listen to a total degenerate podcast. I'm going to keep saying it that same annoying way too. A total degenerate podcast. Have I said the title enough? Has it been beaten into your fucking head? And get, it, get on board. Tell everybody you know. You grab them by the shirt and you say, are you listening to a total degenerate podcast, you piece of shit? What the fuck are you doing with your life? Are you trying to fucking ruin your life? Why? You only have one life. You only have one life. You're lucky if you get 65 to 70 years out of it. And you're going to burn it, wasting your way, listening to other bullshit, other nonsense? That's what you're going to do? Really? Get the fuck out of here. Listen to a Total Degenerate podcast wherever podcasts are found. Thank you. I thought I made myself a good deal, but apparently I was wrong. I, uh... Was trying to save myself a couple of bucks on some tires for my my ship box, my pizza delivery ship box, and now I've ta- I basically everything I would have saved is out the window because now I got to drive the fucking talk it to bring the guy who I thought was gonna save me money, who's probably not gonna save me money at all, the the fucking car. I got to leave the fucking car there all day. It's a big fucking to-do. I hate myself. I, I really should have just went to my normal guy who's right around the corner from my job. And I could have sat there. And we could have talked about the Jets because that's what usually we do. We'll talk about the Jets and we would have had a nice positive conversation because the Jets just beat the Bills and I'm fucking ecstatic. And we could beat any team in the league and we're going to the motherfucking Super Bowl. All right, maybe not. But, hey, I'm pumped. So anyway, I got to fucking get the fuck out of here and drive to Bumblefuck to drop this goddamn car off. But uh, as what I'm trying to start as per tra- uh, tradition now, it's not really a tradition because we've only been back for one week. Uh, I'm trying to give out some fucking winners here. I don't know what I did last week on the pod. Let, let me Hold on. Let me look. I can tell you right now how I did. I don't think I did well. 
Matter of fact, I might have done very bad. It was not a good showing for the podcast picks. And I can tell you right now. Hold on. Okay, so, yeah, we had the Colts. That didn't really work out. They got blown out by the Patriots. They suck. Uh, We had the over in the Chargers-Falcons game. uh, Over 49.5. That was a uh, game of two teams that neither wanted to win. They both wanted to lose. And, of course, they did everything they could to turn the ball over as many times in the red zone as possible. So to make sure that that over did not come through. And there was only 37 points scored. I wanted to punch the TV. But did have the Lions plus three and a half. They won outright. Could have been worse. I thought I actually might have went 0-3. And, and instead we went 1-2. and two. Not a great start. But whatever. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, you got to just uh, keep firing. That's what I do. So for this week, uh, let's go. All right. Let's figure this out. Taking a look at the lines here real quick. Okay, so uh, I rarely pick favorites, but this is just the spot, and it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, There's a game in Munich, Germany, uh, Sunday, 9.30 a.m. The Bucs are playing the Seahawks. The Bucs are minus 2.5 over under 44.5. So the Seahawks are getting less than a touchdown. The Seahawks are getting a lot of respect, and rightfully so. Geno Smith's been playing out of his mind. Uh, You know, maybe the Jets weren't so crazy to have drafted him in the second round. Didn't pan out here in New York, but it seems to be going pretty well for him over in Seattle. So good for Geno. I'm happy for the guy. He, I never thought he was like, the, everybody wanted to make him out like he's the worst quarterback they've ever seen. I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's that bad either. With all that being said, uh, now he's got to play Tom Brady in a European country. And uh, I don't know what Tom Brady's record is, if he's ever even played the London games. They, they, I don't think they've subjected Tom to that. Not yet, until this year. Until he's like 49 and he's getting divorced. Now we're going to shove him off to London. But the the Bucks got back on the right track with an ugly win over the Rams. Uh, the Bucks are an ugly team. To be honest with you, the Bucks have been very uh, underwhelming. I I would imagine the public's going to be all over Seattle in this game because of how strong Seattle has looked. Um, ultimately speaking, though, I still think that the Bucks' defense is legit. Tom Brady is good enough to make some plays. Seattle's defense is not as good as been advertised. They've been playing a little bit above their heads. As long as it's under three, I will lay two and a half with the Bucks. So that's pick number one. Bucks minus two and a half. I it it feels uncomfortable, but that's what makes it a good pick. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel great laying points with the Bucks, but that's the sign of a good winner in the NFL is when it makes you feel uncomfortable and you're going, yuck, this is disgusting, I cannot believe I'm betting this, that's when it's a winner. Because if you feel comfortable about it, it's a fucking loser. If you're going, oh, this is this feels great. Yeah, there's a reason it feels great. There's always fucking cheese in a mousetrap. You know what I'm saying? So lay it with the bucks, pick number one. Pick number two. We will go to a, where was this? Oh, here we go. Okay, speaking of uncomfortable, 
Here's a 4.30 game for you, late afternoon slate. I'm jumping all over the place because I'm kind of picking these up as I go. But I know I like this one. I picked it last night in a pool that I'm in where I got to pick a game against the spread every week. The Dallas Cowboys uh, are on the road. They are laying five points currently at the Green Bay Packers. I bet against Green Bay last week. That was my one winner was the Lions against Green Bay. Green Bay looks to be in complete shambles. Green, nobody has faith in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers might be washed up. This could be his last season, uh, Not maybe not just with the Packers, but in the league. Uh, they look as bad as you could possibly say a team could look. And now here come the Cowboys with a very good defense and a very explosive offense, and they got their quarterback back. The Dak is Dak is back, and I'm not trying to rhyme rhyme because that is whack. And hopefully, uh, the Pack can get some sacks because I'm taking Green Bay plus the five. All right, enough with the rhyming. That was fucking brutal. But yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Packers plus the points. Again, very uncomfortable place to bet. Uh, bet on the Packers. You you would think they're gonna get steamrolled, butt fucked, blown out, but they're not. They're gonna hang around. Maybe they win, maybe they lose, but they're gonna lose in a close one. They're gonna lose by a field goal, even if they do lose. I think they might even win the game outright. Call me crazy. Go pack go. Give me the Green Bay Packers at home. One more pick for you. Let's figure this one out real quick because I am uh, struggling to make this podcast entertaining at this point, and nobody wants me to listen to me go, Um, I'm not going to do – I was thinking about taking the Vikings against the Bills because it's not looking like Allen's healthy, but fuck that. That's a quarterback injury game. I don't want to – it could be fluky and weird. But here's a game where there's no quarterback injury, and it's Thursday night football. And who doesn't like a home dog, especially a home dog that's two and seven and just got blown out by like three touchdowns and you don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. Is it going to be PJ Walker? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? It might even be Sam Darnold. They might play all three of them in the same fucking game because the Carolina Panthers are a mess. They are a complete dumpster fire and uh, they are getting three points at home and I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the three points with the Panthers because the Falcons have no business laying points on the road. The Falcons are not that good of a team. I, I know they've been covering a lot, so people like them, but they cover as a dog. The Falcons as a favorite is not a great thing. I'm not I'm not in favor of the Falcons as a favorite. So as my final pick, which I did it in a completely ass-backwards order, we started on Sunday went to 4 o'clock, and then we went backwards to Thursday, but it doesn't matter. So there you go. There's a three-pack of fucking winners. Panthers plus three, Bucks minus two and a half, Green Bay plus five. All winners, parlay them, tease them, money line, eh, maybe not money line, whatever. You get my point. Have some fun. Do yourself a favor. Get out there and vote for Rookie of the Week, the Pepsi Rookie of the Week, Sauce Gardner. And enough of this participating in democracy stuff. It's no good for you. 
Football's better for you, especially gambling on it. So there you go. There's my two cents. Tell the kids. All right. Have a good week. Till next time.